no secret that different denominations of Christianity have different theologies, different doctrinal statements, different understandings of how God and the world work. And for the most part, I think that this is okay. It means everyone who chooses can find a place where his or her belief system makes sense, where they can comfortably accept the challenges and gifts that a religious community brings. However, I think it's too bad that we Episcopalians, because of these doctrinal differences, feel like we have lost access to some language. By that, I mean that there are words that we commonly feel are outside our comfort zone because they belong to a theology that does not ring true, that feels wrong and foreign. This morning, I am specifically thinking of the words sin and repentance. It seems sometimes like we've lost these words to hell and brimstone traditions that use them to inspire blind obedience and fear. But even if these particular words don't ring true for us, we need to remember that we do not find a true measure of faithfulness in words, but instead in the orientation of our hearts. Sin is, as we've heard from Jeffrey before, anything that turns us away from right relationship with God. Sins are those choices, those actions and inactions that stand in the way of the movement of the kingdom of God. Sins are those things that fly in the face of the commandments, calling us to love God and love neighbor. To sin is to orient your heart away from that which is of true and ultimate worth. To sin is to orient your heart away from God. We sin all the time. Is that hard to hear me say that? We sin all the time, turning our hearts away from God, forgetting that we are the created, not the creator, forgetting that we are not ultimately in charge, forgetting that we have a difficult standard to live up to as Christians who follow a challenging gospel, forgetting that the kingdom, the power, and the glory are not ours. They are God's. We are sinners, every one of us, and that notion should make us uncomfortable. Repentance by definition, is the opposite. Repentance is reorienting your heart back towards God. We do it every time we have confession and absolution during worship. I would argue that we do this every time we make a choice, a choice in a myriad of choices, to live fully and in right relationship rather than putting ourselves before and above God. Our gospel reading today isn't about Jews versus Christians. It isn't about people with power versus the masses. Today's reading from Matthew is about true discipleship. The sins practiced by our wayward Pharisees are of hypocrisy and vanity and arrogance. 
They valued their own self-worth over relationship with others. They valued their own self-image above a relationship with God. It was probably easy for them to get there. They were respected members of the community, known for their learning, for religious and political power. They were the keepers of the seat of Moses, that original lawgiver and most important figure in Judaism. The problem was not the religious tradition or its teachings. The problem was the misuse of authority. They speak a truth, but they do not model it in their behavior. They speak of orienting their lives toward God, but instead they are drawing attention to themselves. They speak of taking care of others, but they don't practice it. The sin the Pharisees are guilty of is pride. St. Augustine says, Pride is a perverted imitation of God. For pride hates a fellowship of equality under God and seeks to impose its own dominion on fellow men in place of God's rule. Orienting oneself toward God and really meaning it means that we have to start to take in and believe a radical form of egalitarianism. It's not a secret that among human beings there are differences. Differences in physical appearance and in ability, in social standing, in health and wealth and in intelligence. And as human beings, we place varying levels of value on these differences. It's a function of being human that we categorize and we organize according to what separates us and what makes us comfortable. But when we orient ourselves toward God, when we really accept that God is the head of everything that matters, when we really mean it and we live our lives accordingly, we also accept that everyone has a role to play in the kingdom, that everyone is of equal importance, that no one is lesser. It doesn't mean that we're all the same. It doesn't mean that we are equally able or gifted in equal measures. It means that we recognize that we were all created by a powerful and purposeful God, a God who does not make mistakes. That is repentance. The religious officials against whom Matthew is railing are guilty of the kind of pride that causes us to believe that our own value is higher than that of others, and even so, higher than God. But some of us are alternately guilty of undervaluing ourselves, of not believing in our own worth, of withdrawing and putting bushels over our own lights. The sin of breaking relationship with God can take this form as well, as we believe ourselves unworthy of being loved. And for some of us, this can be equally as compelling as the sins of the Pharisees. When we are surrounded by those whose power we perceive greater than our own, when we see everywhere folks that are loved and respected and we believe it's more than we are, it's easy to believe that we are not worthy of love and respect. And so we, opposite the actions of the Pharisees, withdraw. We pull back. 
We don't let the world see how wonderful we really are. That, too, is a sin. Avoiding relationships with one another, forgetting that God made us perfect. And so we repent. We reorient our hearts again and again and again. As many times as we forget our inherent goodness and the goodness of God in others, we repent, turning our hearts and our minds and our lives to reflect what we truly value. Our children's choir director, Carol Kimmel, taught our kids' choirs a simple, lovely little song that, like so much of children's music, offers this message elegantly, succinctly. Faith that's sure is a rock unshakable. Jesus is my Lord. I'm his very own. Faith that's sure is a rock unshakable. Jesus is my Lord. I'm his very own. What difference would it make if we all began to believe that, even just a little bit, that we belong to God? How would we witness in the world if we believed that the CEO of that big bank across the street was of equal value in the eyes of God and in the eyes of our community as a four-year-old child? That would be repentance. That would be orienting ourselves toward God. Early in our lives, kids know this. In a community like this one, they know they are loved. They sense their own value. We teach them to shine their little lights, that God's got the whole world in hand, that Jesus loves me, this I know, and they believe it. They believed that they and their friends are loved, that they are perfect. And then later, we become Pharisees, confident in our own power and our own ability. Or we become self-effacing, believing ourselves unworthy and unlovable. Either way, we lose that assurance that God is sovereign. The true measure of faith is not how often we show up or how loudly we sing. Our worth is not measured by the prestige of our title or by what's in our bank accounts. And to think so is sin. It is sin, pure and simple. The measure of our faith is found in the orientation of our hearts. And the good news in this gospel is that no matter how often our hearts turn away, they can turn back. Repent, my brothers and sisters. Repent and turn your heart away from pride, from vainglory, from devaluing yourself and others, from putting your faith in anything, anything other than the one who made you perfect. Repent. Orient your heart to God. Amen.